international podcast ads is growing in the podcasting space and recording your podcast hands-free with Siri shortcuts with Spreaker Studio and listener comments and questions. Well, thank you for listening to Spreaker Live Show. This is episode 172 for November 28th, 2018. Thank you so much for for joining us. Uh, I know we took a week off for the U.S. holiday of Thanksgiving uh, last week, so we appreciate you coming back and joining this week. But my name is Rob Greenlee, and I'm the VP of Podcaster Relations at BoxNest that operates uh, Spreaker, and I'm a 14-year podcaster veteran uh, that started out on radio back in 99 and this is the official podcast for the Spreaker platform and thanks for downloading us uh, or just clicking play to hear us today. I'm joined again by my co-host Mr. Alex Exum who's the host of Live Talk and the Exum Experience podcast on Spreaker. Alex, welcome back to the show. After Thanksgiving holiday, did you put on a couple of pounds? Uh, no, not not too much. I'm actually still pretty svelte here. Watching my girlish figure. Oh, uh, glad to be you back. are now. Yeah. yeah glad to be back. I know that everybody uh, is probably uh, just begging for great content and great podcasts because I know that my numbers are kind of reflecting that. They dipped right around the holidays, so people are like back in the swing of things and back at work. Until, of all course, that. Christmas, and so then everyone will blow everything off again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's all that turkey everybody ate. It's the tryptophan that puts everybody to sleep. So they're, they don't have the energy to listen to podcasts during the holiday. I actually did a show on Thanksgiving, and it was uh, it was tough getting on the mic at 7 o'clock at night. But I did it. I made it through. So, you, you know, it's, it's just, wow. well, yeah, it depends on when your show is, right? If you're, if you're, if the night falls, I try. I don't want to be one of those guys that phones it in or you hear the B team, right? Yeah. During the holidays, you know how everybody does that. It's like, what's the point in listening? Well, yeah. I think that uh, doing your podcast during the Christmas holiday is probably a pretty good idea. I'm not sure that doing a podcast during Thanksgiving is a great, great thing to to do because it's such a short holiday. And, and if take it off, it's it causes it can cause a problem. So, Alex, what, what do you I think? Do you think it's live. good to do yeah, podcasting well, during a I holiday? Mean, if they expect you, right? If you're doing a live show and they expect right. you to to do the show, I, I think it's a good idea because they were expecting me. And even my friends and actually even uh, – I don't know if it was Joe who asked that. I, don't know, I think it might have been Carlton uh, who's sometimes a co-host of the show. He said, are you going to do a show on Thanksgiving? Why? Like nobody's going to listen. Everybody's busy. And I said, because I said I was going to do it, I'm scheduled to. And it's like, yeah. you know, I, I got the time. I'll do it. It's at 7 o'clock at night my time. You know what I mean? I'll be ready to do it. And I was surprised, Rob. Almost everybody that normally listens to the stream, that's in the chat at least, was there. Not oh. not the exact same stream numbers, you know, not as many streamers when you looked at the final numbers, but there was a, quite a bit. I mean, so a lot of people showed up. And, you know, I think part of it is because they're off. You know, they had the day off and they're done watching the ball game by that time. And they've already watched, uh, I was saying this on my show, Marv fall asleep in the recliner because, you know, he ate too much. And they're just, you know, everyone's just kind of like waiting for, you know, for the next day to go shopping. So <laughs> right. that's uh, that's kind of like how it worked for me. And so the numbers weren't bad. Um, I don't know if it'll be the same for like Christmas Day or, you know, New Year's when people are really partying. So. Well, if you look at the history, and I've I've looked at this in the past, that uh, you know Christmas is a little different holiday than Thanksgiving. Um, 
people tend to get more gadgets. They tend to get, you know, new phones. They get things that they want to play with. And people tend to have a little bit more time during the Christmas holiday than they do during Thanksgiving. So I think from what I've heard from the industry over the years is that podcast listening does pretty well during the Christmas holiday. It doesn't do so great during Thanksgiving, but um, is what I've heard over the years. So you know, well, in Halloween, I did right. a Halloween special, as you know, right. and I was surprised at how well that went. I mean, we had a lot of new listeners pop in and out. Yeah. So it depends on the holiday. You're right. I don't think if you do an Easter special, it's going to be much of a big deal. <laughs> right. I, I just don't know many people who are that thrilled about it. Well, like, you're usually like that, outside but, during, during spring, right? To, so, yeah. Well, it could be a religious show. I take that back. It, you, you know, it could be a Christian Catholic show or something. But yeah. I, I'm just saying like certain holidays kind of like the Halloween thing because you're telling spooky stories. That kind of lends itself. Right. But you're right. I don't know about Thanksgiving. I mean, but it works somehow. <laughs> well, it it sounds like you had people that tuned into the live program, which is good. Which is good. Yes, so, it was live. Well, plus, you did it in the evening and people usually have Thanksgiving um, dinner usually like mid afternoon, one o'clock exactly, <laughs> Noon. exactly. So. so people are kind of like milling around, not really with much to do in in the evening, right? They, that they, was or, my theory, yeah, right? Because right, most right. people I know they don't eat dinner at normal dinner time, six, seven, eight o'clock right. at night. Exactly. They're going to eat at like twelve, one o'clock, and the only you know, dangerous anyways, they could be sleeping by then because they're already well, you know, yes. you know, it's the that's food reaction, about. right? Yeah, that's what I was worried about, and it's funny because I had. Uh, I had a few people uh, that regular listeners in the chat and they were like, I got to go. I got to work tomorrow. Like some people had to work right. the next day. Yeah. So yeah, people checked out early. So. Yeah. yeah. I'm not recommending everybody do a podcast on Thanksgiving. It just happened to work. Right. Yeah. No, that's true. That's true. I mean, I'll probably do, I mean, we, we should do this show during kind of the Christmas break. So I think it would be good to, to keep it going. Um, I'll be around. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm good. Yeah. That'd be awesome. But uh, we stream the show live every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern from SpreakerLiveShow.com. So if you're listening to this for the first time, uh, that's our domain name, SpreakerLiveShow.com. You can get directly to it. It basically redirects you over to a page on Spreaker that um, has all of the information about the, the show and and how you can get it and things like that. We also have our own apps on iOS and Android, the Spreaker Live Show app. So you can get us over there. We're in Google Podcasts are in all of the smart speakers out there as well. Uh, so it's uh, we definitely have have you covered, no matter where you want to listen to us, if you found us on Apple Podcasts or on any of the other bigger listening, Spotify, whatever, we're over there as well. So, so anyway, but Alex, you sent me an email that you wanted, you asked that maybe I might play a live talk promo. And yeah, I, cool. I, I, I am willing no. to play that. It's, I listen to it. It's very energetic, I have to say, but that is that is what we expect from Alex. Is lots of energy, and that's good. <laughs> that's the Believe show. Me, I'm never gonna say that having lots of energy with your show is a bad thing because I think it's great. You did kind of prompt me to think about something, which is maybe we put this out as a as an offer to our listener community to submit their own audio promos to here. And maybe we can play a couple of uh, ones from you, the the listener of this show that's creating a show. We create, create a little 30-second promo, and we'd be happy to play it in the show. We can create a special segment in the show. and But also send me a brief description of your show as well so I can, I can explain it on the show before we play the preview. And, uh, but you can send that to me. 
uh, in an email if you want to send it to rob at spreaker.com. But uh, let's let's get to Alex's little promo here. Alex, why don't you set it up for us a little bit? What are we going to hear? Uh, well, thanks, Rob. I didn't know you were going to start a whole new little segment on the show where people are well, going to submit. Well, I've been thinking about, you know, let's let's try and promote some other, you know, some podcasts that are on Spreaker. Great idea. Um, on, on the show. And if you can create a little short, um, you know, kind of trailer promo for it, I'd be happy to, to do a little cross promotion here. Well, cool. I think that's a great idea. Yeah, I'm, it's just a quick 30-second promo that I made to sprinkle, well, actually, for before my show, Live Talk, and the Exum experience, because I got to remind people with the Exum experience, right? Because that's on demand. I'm doing this live show. <laughs> it's like I, I'm not getting a ton of crossover. Like some of my old, I guess if people are used to listening to it on demand, they're just not ready for, they don't know when to tune in live. And I keep getting people who ask me. So I made this promo. I'm going to put it before, um, as you know, Rob, I don't have to tell you, but some of the listeners, Spreaker allows you to pre-roll your own ad, right? right? So you can play your own promo for some other project or something that you're doing, or if you want to sell that as ad space, right? right. Or, a, right. you know, whatever you want to do. So that's what the intention for that was. And I was hoping that, uh, I could play it on where the live talk show was also pulling the fringe FM. So that's what it was for. And so I think that speaks for itself. Everyone knows they have a quirky sense of humor, so it's kind of quirky. Okay, well let's let's play the promo now. Just Holiday promo as well. Holiday. Uh, well, it says Xmas, so I think you're <laughs> you're kind of specifically pr- promoting that. So let, let's play that hey. now. This holiday season, join us and find out what people are saying about live talk. The worst talk radio I've ever heard in my life. The time of the year when people can't help themselves but say, You call this big market radio? Discover the magic on live talk with me, Alex Exum. Boy, does he have a lot of chutzpah. Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern. Go to livetalk.live and join the conversation. KTLK Radio, The Fringe FM. Wow, Alex, that was a little bit of self-depreciating humor there that you threw in there with all those those audio comments from listeners. <laughs> you like that? Well, yeah, you know, you yes. gotta. Well, you, you can't you take yourself too know. seriously, right? I agreed, and you got to let people know what they're going to get when they uh, tune in. So, <laughs> live talk isn't your typical show. I mean, it's not going to be NPR where everybody's going to you know agree. And we're all going to have the same type of opinion, um, which I think is, you know, what, what's part of the problem, right, Rob? It's like that's what I love about the Spreaker Live show. It's like you and I can disagree about certain things. We agree about a lot, but then there's some things we absolutely don't agree upon. But we can do it, you know, as gentlemen, <laughs> right, not storm right. off angry that we don't have the same opinion. And yeah. you still allow me to come on the show and, you know, express my opinion. And, you know, you give me yours as well. So, you know, that's kind of the tongue in cheek uh, part of that promo it's kind of like yeah it's the holiday season you know let's all get along but we're probably right. not going to get along on live talks and get ready um, well i was and- yeah yeah i was thinking about this this concept too if you think about you know a lot of the discourse that's happening on online for a, a lot of reasons whether it be political orientation or whatever but you know this whole concept of uh sportsmanship you know really kind of rings true to me you know i spent a lot of years playing competitive right. basketball and sports and stuff. And, uh, you know, we always had adversaries, right. You know, just like, uh, you know, a sports competition or whatever. And, and obviously we, we each side wants to win. Right. But we we're always cordial with each other. We don't, 
you know, throw names. Sure, there, there's heated disagreements that happen on the floor, right, during the game. Right. Um, but it, after the game's over, everybody's like shakes their hands and moves on to the next thing, right? It would be great if we had that kind of discourse um, now, but it seems like it's becoming a little too personal. I don't know what mm-hmm. you think, but yeah, it's getting it's getting toxic. And um, so live talk is you know that's my my little tagline for that show. It right. wasn't in there, but is the last neighborhood in America because people don't even really talk anymore. We're all disconnected because we're all communicating through different devices and things like that. Right. So this is an actual call in show where people can call in and uh, express their opinions and and what I call a not a safe space. <laughs> It's right, not a safe space. Yeah, you know, people call in and say stuff in the chat, right, and you right. know we get different. It would be nice if technology helped really enable people to come together more. And I and I think maybe as yeah. you look to the future, that's probably what's going to wind up happening. Because I'm not sure we can keep going the way we're going <laughs> using this technology the way that we use it. Sometimes, well, some of the most interesting engagement in that show on live talk and I put that's why I put you know right. go to live talk dot live for the chat function because and that's on that just takes you basically to Spreaker, right? Yeah. It takes me to my show holding place for Spreaker um at live talk dot live. That is because most of the engagement comes from the chat on Spreaker. That's what's so great about using Spreaker because there's a live time chat and I, I engage the listeners. They say something in the chat and I mention it. Sometimes they share information I didn't know and correct me or send links and things. Um, and you know, you get that with the Spreaker live show. I don't have to tell you, I don't know why I'm telling you, Rob, but for other people who may be thinking about using Spreaker, that's why I love it. And I don't want to send traffic really, um, during that show anywhere else. Cause I've had people, Rob, who've called into the show, right? I get more chat. There's much more engagement that in the chat than actual calls of the show. You know, you could have a thousand listeners, one person will call in when, when it comes to that. I don't really care where the engagement is coming from. I know they're listening, right? They're engaged. They're like, you know, bouncing off everything I'm saying. And sometimes the they're afraid, I think, to call in. And some of the best stuff comes from the chat. And I, I try to push people to that because I've had, like I said, I've had call, people call in and say, how do you chat? Like I know people are – like they just called in to figure out how do they get into the chat room. Like they don't even want to say it on the air. You know what I mean? Right. Like, hey, how do I get in this chat room? You guys are all talking about. It. I'm like, oh, uh, you, you don't want to say it now? Well, I wanted to get in the chat room. I'm like, okay, you go here. And I give them the uh, – now that's uh, – the URL is now the live talk.live before you had to go to Spreaker. And it was confusing people. You know what I mean? So sure. if they go to alexxm.com and listen to the embed, they're like, where's the chat? Yeah. And it's, oh, no, you got to click the link and then it'll take you to Spreaker. And anyway, it, it's great do, doing a live show. And I know you, you wrote an article for the new podcast business journal about, you know, the yeah. power of live. Uh, I did. I wrote a brief article yeah. on it because I think that uh, it's really changed my show. I, I Well, shows. I'm not doing much of the XM experience. I keep up with it, Rob. But like, right now it's like I used to do that at least sometimes two or three times a week if not once a week now it's like once a month because i'm doing live talk three nights a week so it's yeah and that's creating more of the the dynamic that you're looking for right it's more of that audience engagement and connection so and the buzz right there's a there's a buzz because people like the fact that it's live there's something about live i don't know what it is and i keep telling everybody it's the next big thing well that's what i wrote in that article that's what i think is going to be the next thing everyone has already had the on-demand podcast even though they're great i still love them and listen to them um, but this hybrid is like kind of the next big 
thing, I think. Yeah, and I'll I'll put a link to Alex's article in the show notes for for the show. And then I also wrote an article over um, at the, the podcast Business Journal that just came out a couple of weeks ago. The topic that I wrote about is the 15-year journey uh, of podcasting. So is is to kind of give some perspective uh, on how far we've come in this medium and where I think we're kind of going. So that was there's a lot of good I content. I know this just yeah. started the podcast business journey. We both just you know recently got involved, but there's a lot of good articles on there already. It just launched, so I'm glad yeah. you mentioned that. Rob. Yeah, right. And the Radio Inc. folks uh, use Spreaker to do their their live show, which they do every Friday. Which both Alex and I have been uh, guests on that show. It's uh, it's called. Uh, Podcast for Dummies podcast. I thought it was a funny name for the for the podcast show. There was a lot of smart people that listen to that. I don't know how dummy they are, but <laughs> I, I, when I heard that, I said, "Is there some sort of copyright he's got to worry about because of that book?" Oh series? yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's true. That's, that's what I worried about. That's an interesting point. But shh, shh, I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to say anything. Yeah, I wanted to mention also that Voxness and Spreaker has hired a, a new head of content, so I wanted to mention him and uh, I'll probably have him as a guest on the show at some point here, but uh, his name is Jonathan Zenti and uh, he actually lives in Rome, Italy. So he's now the, the head of content for Voxness Spreaker. Actually, it used to be my title in the company for many years and he's going to take over that role. He's a, he, he, he's a long time kind of radio show producer in, in Europe. He kind of specializes in kind of s- storytelling productions which is, you know, a hot thing these days. And uh, he's produced a podcast that won an award at the Third Coast Podcasting Conference uh, here this past year and for his podcast called uh, Meat, and that's M-E-A-T. What is that about? Uh, it's basically a, a storytelling podcast about a large person and how they fit into the world. So it's about being fat, honestly. Oh, not that it might be a butcher story. I don't know. I don't no. like <laughs> well, it's an in-depth uh, kind of um, story of experiences um, that uh, Jonathan had and oh. his kind of view of culture and how culture views uh, large people. It's kind of a sensitive area, a topic, but it's really, it, he kind of explores it. And he won an award for the, the audio production because it's very creative and it has that those storytelling elements in it that... Are, are popular these days. So, so I'll also put a link to that show in here too. It, it was a fairly short run of a podcast. It was, I think it was only like four or five episodes, but it was very good. And then the company also hired a new head of strategic partnerships and his first name is Mattia Varenzella. And he's actually working out of New York city. So he's, so we've kind of added to our ability to move quickly in the market and, um, and make things happen a little faster. We got got some help. I'm not doing all the head of content stuff, all the strategic partnerships and podcasting and, and everything like I had to do for many years at the company. So it's good. We're also trying to work a deal out with a platform called Deezer, which uh, is based out of Paris, France. Um, they're, they're basically another music platform. They actually used to own Stitcher. They actually sold Stitcher to, to a mid-roll. I don't know if people recall. And then now they've kind of created their own podcast area within their music service that's primarily European-based, but they're going to be adding podcasts as well. So there'll be more info coming out about that in the next week or so. So that's going to be another place that um, you're going to be able to submit your podcast to on the Spreaker platform. 
So let's let's go ahead and talk a little bit about the topic of the growing development at Spreaker and uh, I think across the industry for expansion of podcast advertising on a global scale. We announced this week uh, a deal with uh, DAX, which is which basically gives us the ability to sell advertising um, to advertisers that want to that are in like the UK that want to target podcasts uh, into the UK market. Um, and then also we're doing that with, uh, other, other countries around the world as well, like Canada, Italy, Spain, uh, all those countries, when a podcast gets delivered to those countries, um, the ads that, uh, will potentially run in them will be advertisers that are based in Canada, Italy, or Spain. So we're trying to do a little more targeting of the advertising, but it's really an expansion of, of what's happening in the podcast advertising market to become kind of a global medium, which is really kind of an interesting phenomenon that's happening that is a little bit unique to to podcasting, I think, and how it's being being done. If you think of uh, broadcast radio, they certainly haven't thought like this. I think each country around the world has kind of been like their own separate little island. Um, but as you think about podcasting, it's really a global medium, but it's as it grows, it becomes a little bit more of a local medium too. So there, there's a little bit of a dynamic that's going both directions here. And, and I think this direction of trying to get um, advertisers that are specific to a particular market um, to advertise in that market makes a lot of sense. So Alex, any, any kind of bigger thoughts around that? You know, there's a guy that listens to this very show, I believe, but I know he listens to the XM experience, Mark Jeffries, and he's part of the Right. The Brit Pod. Oh, you remember him? He's part of the yeah. Brit Pod Network, I think. Right. Yeah, so yeah. there's a. Okay, I wasn't familiar with the Brit Pod Network until I heard it on the intro to his show. I, I I'm sure I didn't. I don't know why I would not know this, but I'm sure they have a very bustling podcasting industry, right? So why wouldn't this be of huge potential for people over there? This new. Uh, Right. DAX to monetize UK audiences. So I, when I saw this article, because I saw this before you put it in the show notes, and I think it was Pod News, and I said, you know, immediately said, who is DAX? So I went there and tried to look it up and, and you know, figure it out, and I was confused. But before we turn the mic on, Rob, I asked you a few questions. Could you explain a little bit more? Because I think people might be confused and think that they can go there to sign up to now run new ads, right? That's what I thought. But that's not right. That's not at all what this is. It's not well, another it's, platform for monetization, yeah, really. You already basically dialed. Basically, a a place for advertisers to come in and and um, you know, like large ad agencies, ones that are that are selling or brands, whatever, that want to come in and buy um, large uh, groups of, of of audiences, right? That they can run their their messages into, right? So it's what they call a kind of programmatic ad buying, is is my understanding of all this stuff, um, and it's it's growing and spreading, um, basically around the world into all the, all these different countries. Because it's if, if you back up and you think about it from a thirty thousand foot view, right? There's there's you know how many hundreds of thousands of podcasts out there uh, where most of the traditional advertising in, in in this medium has done through host reads right and those have been typically baked into the content uh, and that's what this medium really kind of was built on when it comes to advertising um, but if you want to scale this across all of the available um, kind of podcasts out there 
to enable small and large shows to be able to earn some revenue uh, from doing their podcast. You kind of have to use technology to solve some of that problem. And I, I do think that this is, this is a trend that's going to continue in the podcast medium, and it will give the opportunity for large and small shows to, um, to monetize all of their archives and to be able to make some revenue from this. You know, if you go back to the early days of this medium and I talk about this in the podcast business journal article too, is that it it was really not a medium that people even wanted advertising in. Uh, But over time, as people have found that it takes a lot of work and effort to produce podcasts, um, they would like to do it full time. And the only way to do that is to make some revenue from your show. And that's unfortunately been the exclusive realm for like maybe less than 1% of the podcast space. And those are the ones that are making anywhere from, you know, getting audiences anywhere from 20 to 50,000 downloads or plays. And those scale of shows don't grow on trees out there. So it would be great if we had a bunch of them out there and it'd be great uh, if everybody was making a bunch of money, but we, we kind of have to earn it with the advertisers and, and the scale of the long tail of podcasting, if you think about how many hundreds of thousands of podcasts there are out there on a global basis, um, how can we monetize all of that potential content that can, can be monetized and how can the podcaster make money from it? And how can the, the platforms make some money from it too to pay for the development and the building of the infrastructure to make this all possible? So. So that's kind of the the 30,000 foot view of what's happening with this is we're trying to level the playing field a little bit on access to being able to earn some money from your from your program and it, and just to be clear it it is utilizing the dynamic ad insertion technology that we have been putting a lot of energy into um though a lot of purists in the space will tell you that that um you know the the radio like ads that are being inserted in there isn't really the future of the medium it's kind of a a holdover from the past and that the the content side of the advertising needs to evolve also into being probably a little more um, in a format that's more favorable to the medium of podcasting, uh, which would be closer to like a host read type of experience, right? Uh, it could be a talent read. It doesn't have to be necessarily read by the host, but it just needs to have that kind of that more, I'm going to say, Alex, uh, more of a organic, uh, natural, authentic kind of feel to the messaging that happens that typically happens in a host read. So any thoughts on that? Yeah, I kind of baked in. I But the problem, I think, is that most podcasters don't have the means to tra- track down advertisers and right. get the and host that's reads. part of the challenge. I agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I love the idea of host reads, but I think most podcasters, even if they're just like, look, it's going to, I don't have a huge audience. I have maybe, you know, 50, 100, 500 listeners. I don't have the 5,000, 20,000 downloads. But if they even just have that and they go, if it pays for my hosting, you know, if it it gives me 20 bucks a month or something, 30 bucks a month, I'd be happy. You know, so I think, and it it would just give them some sort of accomplishment, like to see, wow, I made 20 bucks this month. You know, it's like, at least you got something to show for it. Um, so yeah, anyway, I and if the ads aren't too intrusive and and you've set it up yeah. with your audience that this is what the experience is going to be because you need to make some revenue from it, I, I think most of the audiences will accept it and and um, do what they need to do to to embrace it. So you know, I think it depends on how you approach it with your audience. And, and I think it, people yeah. are used to hearing those radio type ads because I've played the yeah. ones that uh, you're talking about on Spreaker, and they right. are. 
very radio-ish ads, but you can get them right. in 30 second segments. Right. So if you want one or two, it's not bad. People right. I think aren't turned off by the format of like, yeah, some of the radio ads are annoying, you know, uh, carsforkids.com anyone, right. but there's a bunch of other ads that, you know, we just hear two people talk about a product or service and you go, okay, fine. I'm used to that. And as long as it's one or two, you don't mind. It's when they have five or six or right. seven back to back and you go, forget it. I just wanted to hear like the next song or the next, you know, talk, right. uh, talk show like topic. That's when people get turned off. So I, I was I, – we talked about this offline, Rod, but I was using it for this new project I'm working on where it's streaming live and placing the ads in the front of the stream. Now, it's only in the front of the stream, not mid-roll at the end when you go live. But still, the ads are quick. Th- you can do 30 seconds or you can do – I think you can do like two or unlimited. You know how it has those options, Rob, um, in the CMS. But what I'm getting at is let's say you just wanted to run two ads at the beginning of every stream – I mean, you could at least get that kind of money, you know, so every time someone pops in for a stream and if you get someone who listens, you know, sometimes to these radios, online radio stations every day, seven days a week, and you've got a thousand listeners. I mean, what's that worth? You know, you're at least getting 7,000 impressions, you know what I mean, per week. So on those ads and that starts adding up anyway. Yeah, it does. And I think you're right. I think the the issue is more about ad load than it is about mm-hmm. the, the actual ads themselves. Now, granted, you know, some of those ads, you know, like a Geico ad or something like that, they're pretty pretty typical to what you hear on the on the the radio side. If there's only one or two or something like that, um, which typically most people are only deploying maybe pre-roll and maybe one mid-roll and maybe a post-roll or something like that. I think that's the typical deployment that we're seeing. I don't think it's too intrusive. Um, Some people have the philosophy that they don't want a pre-roll and they're open to having a couple of mid-rolls or something like that, which I I think is a good solution as well. Uh, I think each podcaster just needs to make their their choice of what they want to do. And and I think that that's the big thing and just not put, you know, 15 ads in there. But you can't watch any content online without getting ads now, right? I mean, you go to like the New York Times and they have a video, there's an ad. You go to YouTube, there's an ad. There's And not just on the video. Sometimes you can't even skip it. They'll give you five seconds and you can skip it on YouTube and some of these other – sometimes you can't. You can't skip it at all. And then you got a 30-second ad or a minute ad, you must watch it. And not only that, they also have the – whatchamacallit, banner ads flashing in front of your face on all these websites everywhere too. So even when you just wanted to get the – usually, not usually, but before there was a time, you didn't get ads before the video or the podcast or the content. But you would get – you know, you would get the banner ads. Now you get it all. You're getting ads and then you get pop-ups. You can't get away from this stuff anymore. So I think people don't mind the ads. Like the internet has been monetized, period, end of story. Right. Well, I think people people realize that – you know, if if the ads are done well and they're they're targeted effectively, um, the people listening may have an interest in those ads. So you know, I guess it depends on a lot of factors, right? It's the ad load, it's where they're placed, it's and each podcaster just needs to be mindful of what works best for them and how they feel their their audience will embrace it based on the topic or the genre that they that they're in. So and maybe getting some feedback from their audience may help, uh, but you need to do what you need to do as well. So it's kind of a touchy area though, Alex. I mean, it's, it's not something that is easy for everybody to just jump into. I think you have to feel comfortable with it too. And I think that's, that's important. So any other last thoughts on that topic and we can move on and talk about Siri shortcuts? No, no, that's about it. Yeah. I think, you know, you're right. You gotta be 
a little careful with the ads, but I'm glad that people are going to have the opportunity to make a little money on their shows in the UK now. <laughs> right. And it, and then it just gets back to building audience, right? Which is, I, I think 2019 is going to be a year that's going to be remembered and it's going to be important for all of us, uh, especially on the platform side, to help people grow their shows, F- you know, be able to find those listeners that fit with their show better. And I think uh, we, we just have to try and figure out ways that we can help uh, podcasters like yourself, Alex, to reach more listeners. So, you know, I, I'm putting my head to the grindstone trying to figure this out myself and make recommendations to the team to see, well, how, what can we do? How can we help our podcasters on Spreaker to grow their audience. I, I think it's it's something that we need to really focus on this next year. So anyway, well, let's let's move on and talk about the, the announcement that we made uh, last week, actually. And um, I didn't really know about it uh, early enough to add it to the to the show last week. But uh, you can now record hands-free, Alex, in your Apple um, iPhone or your iPad uh, with what they call Siri shortcuts. I don't know if you're familiar with, but in iOS 12... Oh. Siri became more than just a voice assistant. Uh, it's actually what's being termed a virtual mind reader is what uh, this is, where you can set specific uh, situations in the visual interface um, to, to use certain keywords to trigger certain actions in software. So you can basically, to give you an example, you can actually uh, just uh, use your voice to take control of Spreaker Studio hands-free and uh, just basically um, say the word record audio trigger, and that, that is linked up through Siri to your Spreaker Studio software, and it will actually start recording. So you don't even have to launch the app or click anything on the screen. It'll actually, if you just use that voice trigger uh, and command, it will start doing it, and you can set up, I, I guess, about 200 other things that you can do uh, in various apps out there as well. So um, there's different things that you can trigger within the Spreaker Studio, and this is for Spreaker Studio um, software for iOS. So is what this works with. Um, So go go check that out. You know, I'm sure if you got an iPhone, you're probably starting to get familiar with uh, Siri shortcuts anyway. So uh, it's a way that you can control that software and uh, not have to do anything else. So... You know, just speak to it. I hope that answers. You know, if you have any other questions or whatever, um, actually, you can go read the entire blog post that we posted about this uh, at uh, blog.spreaker.com. And I'll also post a link to it in the show notes as well. So, Alex, any any thoughts on that yourself? I know you're an Android user, so this isn't really applicable to you necessarily. I thought about actually getting an iPhone recently just because I was going to upgrade, but th- those things are so flipping expensive. It's like, oh my God. I mean, they all yeah, are now. Yeah, I like guess they all are. bucks or something like that, right? Yeah. So, I mean, it's not, I mean, even if you want to get one that's old, they're like 600 bucks. So I'm just, you know, I'm not in the market for iOS, although I know for audio, it's uh, supposedly it's supposed to be better. People always ask me why I'm not on it. I don't know. Maybe I should someday really take the plunge but yeah i think this is a glimpse of the of the future i I think more and more of uh, our experiences in front of a screen are going to be replaced by other ways of of communicating with computers which uh, is going to be voice and and i think eventually screens will tend to like vanish a little bit i think we'll all wear like glasses that will have the screen in front of them we take the glasses on and off 
Um, and, and I think screens are just like what we experience today on our phones and on our uh, desktops and stuff are kind of going to go away, I think. Uh, and it's all going to be just in glasses that we put on our noses um, that will will communicate with technology that's just built into our mobile devices or whatever we're carrying with us. So this is a little bit of a glimpse into the future, I, I think, of where this technology is going. But let's let's talk a little bit about uh, events coming up. Uh, we have PodCon in Seattle coming up uh, January 19th and 20th. Uh, this is in 2019. That's the next event that's coming up. Spreaker's going to have a booth, and we're going to sponsor the event this year. So if you're into cosplay and storytelling podcasts and PodCon is the place for you. That's all I can say. Is uh, We sponsored it, and, uh, or actually we had a booth last year in Seattle um, during that January time frame, and there was close to 3,000 people that showed up for that event. So it was huge. Uh, lots of young people getting involved in uh, dressing up in costumes uh, from various uh, storytelling podcasts out there. So And fictional is a big part of uh, what's happening here. Uh, and I know we've talked about that on this show quite a bit, but let's move on and talk about, uh, Mark, uh, Dowdling, uh, who wrote us, uh, comments. Um, and he has a podcast, uh, that I link to, he's got a, like two or three podcasts. Um, but I put a link to his, uh, podcast on Spreaker in the show notes so you can check it out. But he had a couple of comments, questions, um, I say, I have to admit, I am uh, with Alex on the Pandora thing, being outside of the U.S. So he's commenting on last week's episode where he talked about Pandora and Mm -hmm. um, how he's outside the U.S., so he doesn't really care about Pandora. (laughs) So, which which I understand. And um, and he says, I don't even see my podcast getting on their platform. Um, Well, your podcast may be on the platform, but uh, you just may not be able to see it or get it. And he's also, can we even get on the Google platform? And yeah, the Google platform is a global platform. So you should be able to get on now. Google Play is only U.S. only. Um, That's why Google Play is going to wind up going away. Um, But Google Podcasts is a global, global solution. So you should be on there with your Spreaker uh, account. So... If it, you kind of have to be on Android to be able to see it, though, that's the thing. So I'm not sure if you're on Android or not. But Alex, any other thoughts on any of that stuff up to this point? He's got a few other comments that I wanted to cover too. Well, no, I, I, I like the fact that he agrees with me. Um, yeah. I, I've read articles with uh, on actually it was the Podcast Business Journal, and they were talking about Pandora. I mean, some people are thrilled, some people not so much like me. I mean, I thought maybe I was a little too harsh about the whole thing, but. I stand by my rant last time. I, it's just they, they've got to offer something from content creators than just zapping our content and running ads on it. Right. So and for him, I mean, now that he, and hopefully he hears this show about uh, monetization for people in the UK, because that would probably help him out. Um, but, yeah, I, you know, I, I, I agree with him. I mean, and some of the other stuff he said here, too, talking about now, are there going to be other comments that I have to check for listener comments in another place for feedback. And I agree with them. Do you really want to spread yourself really thin? And now it's like, I mean, so if someone asks you a question and it's on a Google comment section or a Pandora comment section, and you're used to going to Spreaker to check them, are you, you know, missing out on that information in, in the comments? So I don't know, man. You yeah, got it's a point hard on to, that too. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to keep up with all, all of the, all the platforms and if they have any, commenting um, processes on all those platforms. It means that, you know, you as a podcaster, you have to go check all those things all the time. I know Apple has, you know, comment area as well. And, and people put comments in and all over the place. Right. 
So, mm-hmm. so you know, you have to deal with it in Facebook. You got to deal with it in Twitter and Instagram or wherever you're uh, it posting. It can be exhausting after a right. while. Posting, posting information. It'd be great if we could kind of like scrape all that stuff into one interface. Um, and it may be possible to do something like that with some of the startup software out there. I, I'm just not sure off the top of my head. Um, and then he also comments here, I don't want to alienate people by not responding to them. Okay, that, that leads back to the the um, the whole commenting thread like getting spread platform, around, yeah. right? And I, I, I am now of the opinion that if uh, you don't know your audience, then or if you know your audience, then you'll know where they're most likely consuming your content. He says he has a football manager podcast, <clears throat> and that's a very niche audience. And he has a lot of, <clears throat> excuse me, young listeners to that who consume a lot through YouTube and SoundCloud. And so th- those are the platforms that he focuses on um, outside of you know the, the usual Apple and RSS crowd, which is important to him as well. But he's getting most of his his audience engagement probably from from YouTube and SoundCloud. And and everyone's different. Some people like to consume different kinds of content on different platforms. So it depends. You know, I don't know if uh, I don't know many people who have success with podcasts on SoundCloud, but I do know a few. Like I know that the Long Beach Post, which is a newspaper out here, is using SoundCloud now. But, you know, that's usually music when I think of SoundCloud. But good for him. I mean, hey, and YouTube, I've always said, even though I got thrown off, is a good place to get numbers. I mean, people are on YouTube for hours and hours a day, especially men. So that's a good – I mean, he's doing a – I assume – when he says football, I don't know if he means soccer because he's in the UK, right? So it might mean he's soccer. He's probably talking soccer, yeah. So, um, right. So, yeah, yeah. If he has a younger audience, he probably needs to make sure he gets on Spotify too. That would be mm-hmm. my recommendation. Um, and he probably sure. is because he's doing his show off of Spreaker. So so that would be a, a logical fit for for his audience, it looks like. so. You but anyway, Alex, thank you so much for doing the show with me again today. That's Thank you, Rob. Great. And Always glad to be for, here. For listening to the Speaker Live show again this week, uh, we certainly uh, enjoy having you with us along along the ride, and you're certainly uh, welcome to send us an email with a comment, question, or if you want to submit your podcast uh, preview promo, uh, you're certainly welcome to, to do that. You can send it to rob at spreaker.com, and if you want to send a uh, you know comment to Alex, you can send that to alex at alexexum.com. And uh, be great to have you back with us next week uh, listening to the Speaker Live show. Um, and thank you so much for spending time with us today. 